Hey guys, I'm Mina. Hey y'all, I'm Ashley. And today we have a special guest with us. Hi, my name is Lily. And welcome back to Through, Through the, the Cracks. Alright, let's get into it. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> that's that's a new addition. Yeah. Wow. I think we should add that to one of our staples buttons. Alright, let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. <laughs> I love that. Alright, okay. Sorry not to like blow your eardrums out or anything, but... Uh, <laughs> they can regulate the Too volume. Late. It'll be fine. Too late. <laughs> Too late. Alright, so... Today's topic is about stages of growth and learning to be okay with your stage of growth and not only okay with it, but like to truly embrace where you are in life and, you know, like uh, trust and know that the stage of life that you're in is part of your journey and will help you get to your final goal. Absolutely. Um, One of my favorite sayings, and I know it's super cheesy, it really is, but it's the saying where it goes... It's in the journey, not the destination. Yes, the destination matters. Yes, it's wonderful to figure out what you want to do and, like, get there as quick as you can because that's what we're all taught to do. We're part of the rat race, getting there. But it's so important to enjoy that journey, especially if it's different from the one that you have laid out for yourself. I've always been that person since I was 12 years old. I had a very specific, detailed plan of exactly where I was going to school, when I was graduating, when I was going to get my graduate's degree, when I was going to get my doctorate, where I wanted to work, where I wanted to live. I had everything detailed out to the T. And this past year, almost every single part of that has gone up in smoke. When I graduated high school, the first step in that went up in smoke because I didn't understand how expensive out-of-state tuition is <laughs> up until that point. What a fun thing. I College know. tuition. Exactly. Yeah. And so each aspect of your life, no matter where you're at right now, it's so important to understand like, okay, this is a learning opportunity. This is also a growing opportunity and it's okay that I'm where I'm at. Both Mina and I are temporary college dropouts, <laughs> as we like to say. Yep. Which That's for fun. me- And Lily. No, she graduated. Oh, you graduated? Yeah. Why did I not even know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have a graduate here with us today. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the first time we've had a graduate with us. Everyone's either temporary college dropout, never been to college, permanent college dropout. <laughs> wow, we have some really... Uh, we have a few people who are still in college. We, we keep some of those around. Yeah, we do. We do. But I don't. we don't have anyone that's, like, college graduate. We have one now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi. Mm-hmm. I seem intellectual, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you are intellectual. Are you kidding me? Ser- Lily is really one of the smartest people I know. Oh. Like, she can speak very eloquently on any topic. Yeah. Yeah. That's very fair. Yeah. We can get started. We could also talk about when she started the uh, idea that starting with the destination kind of vibe, but also that little things go a long way. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, yeah. like everything in your life like you you had all these plans but those little things still got you to be where in your life you're still planning mm-hmm. yeah. you got an organization but now you know that it's not exactly how you dreamed mm-hmm. sometimes those little cloud dreams doesn't mean you can't stop dreaming continue dreaming 
but get make sure your feet are on the ground. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, little goes a long way. Yeah, I also had like something planned. I was like, I'm gonna go to this grand schools, like all these medical schools. I'm gonna have all this plan. But then by the time I came to high school, I got the scholarship to play soccer in Duke. Yeah, cool. I wanted to go to that school, had us all planned. An injury happens my senior year. That wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. And then when that happened, I lost every bit of that scholarship. So I was like, in that moment, I thought it was over. But then mm-hmm. my but then my mom came to say, hey, you were also a good swimmer, not just a soccer player. Try again. Mm-hmm. So I go back to a sport I haven't done in like years and go into it. Mm-hmm. But not everybody has that ability or in those backgrounds. Hey, I'm, I could do swimming. I could do soccer. I could do all these maybe you guys realize that maybe your little hobbies could be something that leaves you to a longer destination. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Mina and her photography. Yeah, her I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I've been working as a photographer because that, that was my hobby always. You know, like, my mom was a photographer, so I just kind of picked it up, and I was doing it through high school, and it was, like, whatever. I had fun doing it, you know, learning about it and everything, and now it's my job. Like, it's my full-time career. I spend 60-plus hours a week working as a photographer so you know those little things those little hobbies and things you never know what could turn into something more like be open-minded be open-minded and always be willing to try new things and to to be open to the fact that something that might be a small hobby for you could be something like really serious you know like I know girls who are making jewelry in high school just for fun for themselves and so on you can create an Etsy shop and I know people making six figures Mm -hmm. off of their Etsy shops like you can really turn like that can be a small thing that plays into a huge part of your life, you know, and that that's another part of like the stages of growth, you know, because obviously my career started out as a hobby, right? So when it was a hobby, that was one stage of this growth and it has grown and flourished into becoming a career. So be okay with wherever you're at because there are definitely times in in the last, I don't know, six years where I felt burnt out, where I felt uninspired, where I felt like this was unrealistic, where I had other professionals telling me that it was unrealistic for me to have a career in photography, which was so counterintuitive and like awful. What? Like a young, a young, like inspired kid comes to you super passionate about photography and goes hey like I just wanted to ask for advice and the first thing you say is well you should probably get a second job too because it's hard to pay the bills as a photographer oh Oh. thanks I guess much appreciated what but I know photographers that are making figures seven figures there we go seven figures (laughs) So you can you can make a load of money at whatever it is that you want to do because truly it's it's not about like okay don't don't pick a job or pick a career path or pick a whatever because you think it's going to make you money. Pick what you enjoy doing, the money will come. Because keep in mind that whatever you're going to do, you're going to do it for the rest of your life. Exactly. So if you're going to do that for the rest of your life, are you going to love it or live it? Kind of deal. I'd also like to say Except that maybe this isn't the only job that you have for the rest of your life. Because that's also a possibility. The way that I was looking at it for a long time was like, I only want to be a marriage family therapist. That's all that I want to do. Got to this last year and was like, you know what? I want to continue my education first, getting my degree to be an ASL interpreter. Nowhere was that part of my plan. Nowhere did I think that I could do it. 
but you can integrate these things. You can have more than one career if you have more than one passion that you're willing to put in the time and the effort to get there. Right. You just got to grow with the flow. Like, so, But the career is not like you live with one career. Yeah. So you could do something for the rest of your life, but keep in mind, you got to do it something that you love and live. And absolutely. Like she was explaining, like, not for the money. Like, you want to be an ASL in- interpreter. You have a goal. You have a pursuit with it, but you also have another pursuit after it, too. Yeah. And which this pursuit would actually help you with your therapy, maybe doing with kids that are ASL speakers or adults of ASL part speakers. Part of your families, yeah. All, all these yeah. things will coincide with what it's supposed to do for exactly. you Exactly. Everything you do, what you pursue, what you have passion for, go for it. Because those are the things you're going to live for. Like I said, live and you're going to live with it for the rest of your life. Live and love it. Right. And... Like, for example, like, I'm thinking about coming to physical therapy first before before I become an orthopedic doctor because I want to understand more of that field. So when I give an option to my patients in the future, hey, uh, surgery is an option, but you could go through physical therapy or chiropractics for these other things. Mm-hmm. And having more of the knowledge of those things will help me help the patients. Yeah, exactly. And not just focus on, oh, medicines that support me mm-hmm. um, instead of, hey, look. There's homeopathic ways. There's other ways you can mm-hmm. go with it because I don't believe surgery is the only way. Mm-hmm. I've been through that option. I went to four different doctors saying ACL can't heal on its own. I said, if your body can heal different parts, why can't your ACL? Maybe if I need to enhance it, maybe I could. The power that made the body heals the, the body. body. Exactly. That's a curve. And the body <laughs> that keeps the score, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Like what she was saying, you absolutely like... Everything can go together, you know? Like, I've been studying psychology in college, but most people, when they hear that, like, what what the hell does that have to do with photography? You want to be a photographer, but why are you studying psychology? Like, X plus Z equals what? Like, what is, what is the saying? 2 plus 2 mm. equals 11. <laughs> Sorry, What's took, me, equals fish? took me... <laughs> took me a minute to get there. orange? <laughs> we got a whole list, guys. Don't worry. Uh, but anyways, um, it took me, like, so people ask about that all the time. They're like, uh, that's interesting. I've only had a few people that are like, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense. As a photographer, as a creative, or, some like, someone that wants to maybe go into movies and stuff like that, if my job is to create or provoke emotion through my art, I have to understand emotion to be able to understand, so that I know what provokes that emotion, you know what I mean? How to create that emotion for people, hence the reason I'm studying psychology as a creative. So yes, it's a science degree, and yes, it's very different, opposite side of the brain, kind of. I think psychology is a lot more art-based than most science degrees, because it's a lot more creative as far as the theories go, but it all plays together in some way is the point, you know? So every one of those little pieces plays together. I literally took a psychology class, like Psych 101, my freshman year of college, while I was a business major. And I was like, oh my God, wait, I love this. Literally, I am in love with this subject. It is amazing. I'm so inspired. I can't wait to go to this class every day. So that that's kind of how I got into photo- or, um, psychology, you know? And so I celebrated big time. She did. Gave myself a little happy Her and my grandmother, party. man, both of them were like, ugh, about time. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, my grandmother is a hypnotherapist and studied psychology, obviously. Ashley studies psychology. Her grandmother is a psychologist. Like, we've got 
there's a lot of psychology around here. I can't imagine why uh, we both Lily's went mom is a therapist. Like, yeah. We're, Hi there. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of psychology around here. I wonder why. Can't think of a single reason. We'll go into the Me psychoanalyzing either. of that later. Uh, oh. Uh, let's, <laughs> not not with that. That. let's not start with that. Let's not start with that. We're going. Let's not start with that. That's so But funny. it reminded me of something you just stated, like the human behavior and psychology. Um, there was a famous uh, photographer named Dorothea Lang that a camera is a tool for learning how to see without a camera. Mm -hmm. And so, like, mm -hmm. just keep in mind that the camera is just a tool. Mm -hmm. It's the eyes that you don't see. You have a feeling that something's happening at this moment. Mm -hmm. But when you take that photo, that motion happened at that second, that moment, and that was the tool you used mm -hmm. to capture that sensation, that moment you're vibing with. Exactly. But someone else can interpret it some different way. It's just like any painter, yeah. any artist, they paint something, they have their emotion on it. Mm -hmm. They have their um, different emphasis on the image. They have different textures. They have color uh Differences, maybe they use blues, warm colors, cool colors, and express one feeling for them. But when you use your photo for examining human behavior, and you know what was happening, the background and everything, but mm -hmm. you ignored it. Everybody right. else is going to interpret it on the motion that the tool exactly, took at that moment. Exactly. Like, my favorite photos I've ever taken, I've, I worked in college sports for a really long time, and my favorite photos I've ever taken were the ones where you could truly, like, you look at the photo and you can feel the moment, you know? Like, you can see them celebrating and you can feel the excitement. You can truly, like, I look for those moments that I know are, like, the most heightened state of emotion, the most heightened state of feeling in that moment in time. The second after they score the touchdown, the second after after the the tackle was made and it was like successful this is like those things because those are the moments when you can really see the emotion in the athlete's face and then you look at those photos and those are the ones you're like wow that mm -hmm. one of my good friends sent me this on instagram the other day shout out to jackie it says photography for me is not looking it's feeling if you can't feel what you're looking at then you're never going to get others to feel anything when they look at pictures too um, which is by Don McCullen, and I think that's an awesome quote, which is so true, and that's kind of like all of my pieces, all of my things in my background, my understanding of psychology, my like everything I went through as a child and everything like that, the understanding of life and emotion all played together to now make me, I think, a better photographer. So, you know, each stage of those, uh, each stage of growth, each thing that I went through, each thing that I chose to do, whatever is now playing into my bigger picture. And the same thing worked for Ashley and Lily and anyone else, you know. So that's why we're trying to explain to you guys, like, just because you're in a place where you don't quite feel like this is where I want to be. That's okay. That doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that you're not doing well. Just because you're not at the same place as your peers, we're going to talk a lot about that in our podcast. Feeling like you're too far ahead, feeling like you're too far behind. You're not, like, you don't have to be at an equal rate of everyone else. Like, this isn't, you know, like, the, it's honestly. It's not their journey. It's your exactly, journey. Exactly, exactly. You are the main character of your own story. So, you know, think about it like that because it's like, like Ashley's whole story with college. So I, for those of you who don't know, was supposed to graduate actually last December, um, December of 2020. And that semester between COVID, I was taking 22 hours to try and finish last of my credits because I was so hell bent 
on graduating early. I spent the last three years taking summer classes, didn't take more than a month off because I wouldn't do May Master and I wouldn't do December. But other than that, I was taking classes, absolutely loading myself down because I felt this overwhelming urge to be ahead of the curve. Well, as I started struggling more, I decided to drop two classes and I was like, that's fine, I'll graduate on time, which was like a huge punch in the gut for me. Um, but I was still like, okay, I'll be fine because I'm graduating with everybody else. Well, I started really struggling with my anxiety and my depression at that time. Reached out, started getting help, which we'll talk about more in later podcasts. But one of the hardest parts for me after moving back home was feeling like a failure that I was behind everybody else. I, this past May, just watched the majority of my friends graduate, which was a super hard thing to do because I felt... Once again, like I had failed, I was embarrassed. I didn't know how to talk to anybody about it or really what to do internally. And then I started working at my current job where I actually met Lily. And it's been a huge thing because I was talking to one of our coworkers and he was in a very similar spot saying, well, my friends just got their internships, their full-time jobs. Three of them just started teaching or whatever it was. And I was like, what's so bad about where you're at? You're making money. You have two months until you start your own teaching program. This is a good place to be as long as you make it a good place. These are wonderful people to be around. It's a fun job. You know, we're outside all day. And that was kind of my moment where I was like, well, why am I being so hard on myself? Because I'm happy. I love my job. I've made some amazing friends since then. I personally am in a better place mentally than I have been in a hot minute. And I've also learned a lot about how I want to approach my life in general, how I want to approach psychology, taking this opportunity after this job ends to try out other things that for so long I've been pushing aside. Like earlier, Lily and Mina were talking about their hobbies. I spent so much of high school and college focused on getting done, getting the grades that I needed to, getting ahead of the curve that I don't remember the last time I had a hobby. Like, I don't really have anything to do in my free time because I didn't give myself free time. I was so, so focused on being ahead of everybody that I lost myself, I lost my interests, and I'd much rather be at this place where, yeah, every once in a while I'll feel lost than when I thought I had a purpose that wasn't fulfilling me at all. So there, it brings me back to a thought that I just thought about as well. So I was doing this Bible study group that I used to do for many years in college. And something stuck to me was when one of the students said that their leaders, they couldn't relate to them. As much as they were teaching this like Bible group and this such and such, they seemed too perfect. So they couldn't relate. And I was like, so you'd rather have someone to teach this Bible study that's made like similar mistakes, that isn't perfect, that's kind of like all around area. And they're like, yeah, I want someone that could relate to me. And so if you think about it, you made these progresses, you make this life, you'd rather hear a good story that has juice, that has curves, that has everything instead of a bland story. Mm -hmm. So your life, your story, you have something you will tell. Nobody wants someone who's lived a perfect life. So live your timeline to you because it's your story. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to this girl. I was like, so you'd rather have someone like, I don't know, other people other than this girl. And she's like, yeah, she seems like 
I'm going to wait until I get married to have kids or even try it. Or I'm never going to do such and such. I'm not going to do such and such. And this is in college, you guys. And I'm like, so you're telling me you're not coming to Bible study because this girl seems too perfect. And she's like, yes. So I said, okay, I'm going to teach it next Wednesday. And she's like, I'm there for it because you have a story I can relate. You are not perfect. You have made mistakes. And I'm there for it. Nobody wants a perfect story. You read a mystery book, there's going to be parts of the story you're like, wow, that person went through a lot. Wow, ooh, they're about to hit something that's really good, you know. Nobody wants something that has no hanger, no beautiful part. Every story has a curve. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to go up at one point. You don't want to live a plateau. It's hard to come off a plateau. You want to go up, go down, and go all around. And so... um. For me, I'm not perfect either. I had five years in college. Um, yeah, I did. I got a degree my sophomore year. I didn't want to stay with that degree. It is not something I was looking for. It was easy to get. I was like, yeah, I'm not going for that. It was a Spanish degree. My second year, I was. they're like, you could graduate with your math degree. I was like, I don't want to be a math teacher. I don't want to do something with math. I just got it because I can get it. Mm -hmm. I was really aiming for my chemistry or biochemistry at that time. They're like, oh, so you really want to go through this. You're going to have to be a fifth-year senior. I was like, I don't care. That's not the problem. I don't see what the problem is about being a fifth year. Mm -hmm. Well, you're wasting a lot. I have scholarships that have my name on it right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm wasting money. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, okay, so you don't care about being a fifth-year senior. I was like, no. Also, that during the time I was my sophomore and junior year, I wasn't knowing what's going to happen to me. And when my junior year happened towards the end, I lost who I was. There was something that dramatically changed me. And when you go through something that changes you to like a flip of a coin and hits you like an iron pin on the face, you're yeah. like, wow, what did I just do? Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm a failure. I did such and such. This happened to me. What did I do in my life? Then you get to the point that you're depressed. You pull yourself back because you feel like a failure. But keep in mind, you're not a failure. You just have a juicy story to tell. Nobody wants someone who makes a, uh, who's perfect. They want someone that makes a mistake because it's easy to relate to someone that has a story. Mm -hmm. This is someone who's lived a perfect life. Big Absolutely. facts. Big facts. Exactly. Like, what What did I say before? Um, I love that quote that's like, you, part of... Share your story because you never know what part of your struggles could become part of someone else's survival guide. Yeah. Which is why I believe in being so open and authentic and real and raw in everything that I share. Like, I'm not embarrassed to tell people the truth. I'm not embarrassed to tell people that I had to take a semester off of college that turned into two semesters off of college that could turn into being forever off of college. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not embarrassed to tell people that and I'm not embarrassed to, like answer questions and, and be honest about the phases and seasons of life that I'm going through because I know that everybody goes through seasons of life but everyone is kind of afraid I think to talk about them because we're so afraid of comparison and we're so afraid of of being judged and we're so afraid of you know like the embarrassment that could come with well I'm a fifth year senior well I'm not going to graduate on time well it took me six years to finish college instead of four there's what's the statistic the sti what is the statistic I can't speak apparently what is the statistic on the number of people that actually graduate college in four years because it's like not very high it's about 60 percent 66 it's something like Ashley's gonna look it up we got you we got it
Yeah, because it's like I remember it's in like one of my psychology classes. Yeah, it's it honestly might be less than that. It all depends on that where actually you go finishing. Too. That's true too. Like your the rate of graduation or the time, because a lot of people, especially nowadays, you're working while you're going to school, so you can't really finish in a full time. You know, like yeah, the official four year graduation rate for students attending public colleges and universities in the United States is thirty three point three percent. Hear that. 33% of all students finish in four years. 33%. And also, it's like how you make life. It's what you make out of it anyways. Right. And so, like, you don't have to go to college and do something that you want to do. Mm -hmm. If your career doesn't involve you doing college, then don't do it. Don't exactly. waste your money because someone exactly. else tells you to do See, There's also, yep. like, you're not going to please anybody by going through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it may please your parents because they think that's the way to do it. But if your career is like... But who has to live with it at the end of the day? You do. Exactly. Who's going to pay those debts? Exactly. The debt is in your name, Miss Ma'am. <laughs> like, the college loans are in your name more than likely. Am I right? Like, I know yeah. mine are. I know my college loans are in my name. I know I'm the one that's going into debt over a degree that I didn't know if I wanted to pursue or not. I went because my mom said I had to go, which I understand. You know, her heart was in the right place when, when pushing me to go to college. My family's heart, they want what's best for me. But I think what a lot of people aren't, like, I think at one point, absolutely the best thing to do was go to college first, right out of high school. But right now, I feel like that's not the, the best thing for most people to do. I think the best thing to do is weigh out your options. Kind of try to decide, what do I want to do? Do you do you want to go to college? Is there a career that you have your heart set on or maybe think you want that requires college? Great, go to college, try it out, see if it works for you. If not, don't go. I know so many people that were like, no, college is not happening. I'm not doing it. Joined the military, started working construction jobs, started doing like literally anything else, working full time, which is fine. That's completely acceptable. There's literally nothing wrong with that. And I hate that's that. People, a exactly, that's a career. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's you're going to college to then get a career. Are you not? So they're just starting a little earlier and they don't have college debt. <laughs> like what is to hate on about that? So, you know, like, just understand that whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is you're struggling with, whatever it is that is stressing you out, chances are someone in, in your close vicinity is dealing with something similar, and you're not alone. And it's okay to not have your shit figured out. Like, if we're being completely honest, nobody really yeah. has their shit figured out until you're into, like, your, what, nope. mid-20s? End of statement, mm. nobody has their shit figured out. Never that is one age. of the biggest True. things that I have learned in this it's life. never at any age, because nothing in your life is meant to be figured out. Because <laughs> you can't have the answer to why in everything in your life. Yeah. So, and as well, keep in mind, you're not trying to please nobody in your life. Right. But we keep people pleasing anything we do. We keep saying yes to everything. They say, hey, mm -hmm. can you do this for me? Hey, hey, college is the answer. Think about it, this and this and that. And then you're seeing that, hey, I'm doing it because they say it's good for me. Yeah. Who are you pleasing than them? Yeah. You're not pleasing yourself. You're hurting yourself if you really didn't want to go in the first place. Right. Um, you got to sometimes learn that it's okay to say no. Yep. You're not going to hurt anybody. The only person that ends up doing those choices is you mm -hmm. in this whole journey. Mm -hmm. But also, if your growth is meant to be college, then go for college if that's your career path. Right. If your career we're going to go more into depth about that and, like, college and how to decide if college is right for you or when you should be, you know, thinking about a semester off and things like that in the next episode. Um, we got, we went well into depth about that and everything. Um, but... You know, it's, it's, the whole point is, 
at the end of the day, it's your life. It's your life and everything that you're going through, no matter how big or small or stressful or whatever it is, is going to help you in some way in the future, even if you don't notice how it will now. Because hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Right? Like, think back... Yeah, think back to, you know, maybe a relationship or a friendship or some situation where when you were right in the brink of it, you were like, this sucks. I hate everything about this. I don't understand why I need to be going through this. This is like literally the dumbest thing ever. Like there, I don't see the point, whatever, you know, I don't understand how this is helping me grow. I know I've been there. I I was there, what, three days ago? Oh, yeah. Three days ago at dinner, I was literally crying at a public restaurant. <laughs> that's a thing that happened. So, it's okay, though. Like, that's okay. Because, you know, I now, I mean, I always understood, but, like, now I'm consciously reminding myself that everything that I'm going through and everything that I have been through happened for a reason. And all of those experiences make me more mature, make me more prepared. Per- make me more prepared to handle more things that could happen in the future. If I ever encounter a similar situation, I'll be able to call it out the second I see it. Mm -hmm. Unlike this last time, I couldn't call it out because I had never experienced it. And then I went through it. I went through it. But now I've experienced it and I know. So just trust that whatever is going on around you is working for you, not against you. You may not feel it right now, but and when you see it later on, be like, wow. Because I went through this, I'm a lot stronger person. Yes. What doesn't kill you just makes you stronger, you guys. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Cliches are cliche for a reason. That's all I'm saying. Just oh, keep absolutely. in mind, seeds don't grow unless you put water in sunlight. Mm-hmm. And so maybe water, if you could put it in the thought, is like tears. It, yes. So if you tear, and sometimes through that is growth. And sometimes through hardship, sometimes it grows. Yep. And I was once... The grass grows where you water it. And yep. I was once told that... A buffalo does not run away from the storm. It runs towards the storm because it knows it's going to end. So, mm-hmm. yes, may, life may have a storm, but it's going to end at one point. Mm-hmm. And there will be a rainbow after every right. dark storm. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, we go over the mountain, not around it. Okay? We, we go up that mountain. We, we go on that hike because at the end of the day, it's kind of like when you're working out, right? Like... For those of you who are, who are gym goers or working out or workout people, whatever, like <laughs> athletes, like workout people. Wow, I really sound like I'm a person okay. that doesn't work out. It's okay. <laughs> the best part is you legitimately take sports photography, so that's, it's not like you don't I, know what I, you're talking no, about. I know sports. Like, as that's athlete, my thing. I will accept. Okay. I will accept I appreciate workout it. people. <laughs> but we are anyways, people that do work out, so that, that is, is true. a description. That is true. Therefore, that's, it's that's good. True. It's just that's kind fair. of improper. It's all right. <laughs> It happens. Sorry, I didn't realize like we were that. trying to be grammatically correct on this podcast. And English is my second language, so we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's so commendable. I don't know. Anyways, so my point is, when you first start working out, right, it feels hard, right? Like, you feel tired. You feel like you're, all your muscles are tight. You get tired more easily, more quickly. Your lungs may tighten up a little bit. Like, it may be hard to breathe. You maybe don't remind yourself to drink water. Like, it's hard. But the more you do it and the more consistent you are with it, the more muscle you build, the more more strength. <laughs> it's the reminding each other to drink water as I said that for me. Sorry, guys. Lily hasn't had any water to drink in, I'm assuming, five hours. <laughs> And maybe more than five hours. That was last time I opened Not a water bottle. Lie, I think me too. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I definitely Which poured one? a glass of, like, Arizona tea before I came over here and didn't drink it. 
And now I'm thinking about it, and I want my Arizona tea. It's fine. Oh, wait a minute. Pause well, for I the don't want to open a new one, because I'm not going to drink the whole thing. I'm not, like... Anyways, but the point is, like, the more you work out, the more you do the thing, the hard thing, the more you work at it, the easier it gets, right? Same thing goes for life. The more you work at it, and the more you try, and the more, you know, you keep, you keep going. The point is perspective. The point is is your attitude towards everything is absolutely the most important part of all of it. Because if you have the mindset of it's okay that I'm in this stage or I'm not where I wish I was right now because I know that I will get there because I want to and I'm going to work for it. Period. If you have that mindset, you'll get there. You'll get to whatever it is, that, that end goal of yours. You'll get to that career goal. You'll get to, to that relationship goal. Whatever it is, you'll get there. As long as you want it enough and you, you work hard enough for it and accept and don't get down on yourself when you're not there because that will only delay you getting to that point. Because, like, when you're constantly shitting on yourself for not being where you want to be, automatically then you're just gonna feel bad and then when you're not taking care of yourself and you're feeling bad you're gonna feel less motivated to work for the things that you want so really it just two steps forward or what is it one step forward or three steps back. back yeah like that's what you're doing when you are getting down on yourself for the stage of growth that you're in and we're not saying to just be okay with not being in a good place or being in a place you're happy with we're saying be okay with it and work on it at the same time. Mm -hmm. You have to be motivated and okay with it at the same time because if you accept yourself and you're motivated, you're going to keep working at it. So, Absolutely. Like, when you are in that spot, that's just the time to reconnect with yourself and say, okay, we're here. We don't like being here. Mm -hmm. So... What are we going to do to fix this? Mm -hmm. What are we going to do to change it? Always have a solution mindset. Not like, I'm upset that I'm in this place. Wah. Wah, wah. Like, and, just cry about it. Like the solution may not come with the tools prepared for that solution. Right. So come to be creative. Right. You got to solve the solution. Like, one time my mom's like, hey, can you fix the, the toilet chain in the toilet bowl and I was like sure I can do that so I opened it up and the thing is I don't have the tools or anything to replace this chain this chain comes in little pieces and I come with the idea I'm going to use a rubber band I don't know where that come from but it worked because I had this <laughs> thick ass rubber band MacGyver. and it connected it worked it flushed the toilet until I was able to actually buy the tools it may take time to do that but right now, if you have certain things, that's all you have that's all you can play. Those mm -hmm. are the only cards you have then play like, those cards. And the things that you're going through right now could be the could be what you need to to gain the tools that you need to then do the thing that you want in the end or to get to the thing you want in the end. Absolutely. You know, we we accept band-aids every once in a while. <laughs> Traditionally, our thought process always you want to work on the core of the issue. Sometimes you can't work on that core issue right then and there. Mm -hmm. So you put a temporary band-aid till you can get to the hospital. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's telling you not to use the tourniquet. Like, <laughs> use the tourniquet till you can get to the hospital. No, exactly. That's a difference. That's if you bleed a lot, okay, guys? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying, based off of the size of the issue, based off the size of the wound, you got band-aids all the way up to tourniquets. You got options. 
So you get to We're what's going to We're sending two lifeguards here, so... I'm so sorry. For context. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> Hi there. I am a lifeguard. <laughs> I am a lifeguard. I'm here to help. <laughs> I'm a lifeguard. I'm, I'm here to help. Me. Can I give you the Heimlich maneuver? <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Can you bend over? <laughs> <laughs> you are six foot and we're not. Do you mind like, Get on squatting? Your knees. <laughs> Will you pop a squat for me, sir? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, out of context. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of the gist of what we're getting at, you know, like everything that you're going through, everything that you've been through is going to give you the tools that you need to, you know, go through or, or be successful in something else later on, you know, and maybe we don't understand that yet, but, and sometimes we don't really know what our calling is until later on, and maybe we find our calling through doing these miscellaneous things, you know, like I said, I took a random psychology elective class fell in love with it, and then that ended up being something that has spiraled into something that's going to aid my career in a very off-brand way. <laughs> I mean, not really off-brand if you're literally taking photos of human beings. That's very true. I mean, that's... that's well, no, I mean, psychology and photography yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, it's a study well, of human oh, behavior. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm taking But that's not a connection that most I mean, people made, like, just... <laughs> But think about it. Graduating high school, that is not something that I would have thought about. Anthropology itself. There was one time I was reading this book called Shadow Lives, where in order to get those informations, they had to have a photographer take photos of these lives. Mm -hmm. And these lives were immigrants that were Mm -hmm. living in San Diego, California, in Green Bay Valley. Mm-hmm. And the photographer took actions of what was happening. Nobody would do anything about them. Nobody would care that they're living there. And they were just taking photos about how they're living without having a house without having the tools that United States of Americans have as a citizen or anything. They took those lives, and they're still happy. It, there's no photo That's that doesn't show another that. really interesting thing is people all over the world, like they say people in Tibet, who Tibet is one of the poorest countries in the world, and it, the people of Tibet literally, like, are truly the poorest, like, they, but they're the happiest. They are the happiest. Anyone who's been to Tibet, Tibet can tell you they literally live in, like, huts and they have pretty much nothing they don't really have technology or any of that other stuff like literally but they are the happiest people some like my friends that have been there has have ever met and I think that's so amazing like they don't have all the things that we think are you know well we need these things to be happy all these small things all these accomplishments I have to go to college I have to have a college life I have to live in a dorm I have to have a nice car I have to have a cell phone I have to have the new the newest cell phone I have to have you know all these things that we think play into happiness and that we dwell on and we get upset about and whatever like you don't really need those things to be happy because those things are just things happiness is a feeling it's a mindset and it's something that you choose to to work for for yourself someone mm-hmm. told me that it's best to not live your face behind a screen, rather live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so if you live in the moment, you are ignoring the fact that like cameras or anything that you're using, your phone, texting, calling, whatever is available, mm-hmm. and living in the moment and actually being there with the person you're mm-hmm. at the moment will be the one time only. Mm-hmm. Your brain can take photos. You don't yeah. need a camera to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. But that's why Mina and your feel of psychology with your photography is actually going to have photos of those live actions right. of what you see in your brain mm-hmm. and what you live in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's when it plays. Exactly. But, like, people don't realize that whatever you set your mind to do, the penny makes a long distance. 
is the idea that, yeah, I can give you a penny, but penny every day is 365. Mm -hmm. $3.65 makes within that penny. Right. Every penny counts. You cannot make the idea of that until it happens. And that's a year. $3.65 is within a year with a penny each Mm day. Mm -hmm. And it's not a growth that happens all of a sudden. It's not a gratification that you want right now. Everything's been spoon-fed to you right now in this society. But right now you're being thrown in the face that this world is not spoon-fed. This world has this. Mm -hmm. This poverty. There's people right now begging in money. There's people right now making their life like not what they wanted and they're being depressed sitting on the couch being like it's not what I wanted the shoulda coulda woulda is not gonna get you anywhere mm-hmm. and sometimes if you want to be someone you want to go somewhere you gotta wake up and pay attention right your life is how you want to live it I'm just using the words from Sister Rags you guys didn't know that <laughs> great 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 musical <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're gonna reference music musicals books movies our friends maybe some out of context uh i mean ashley gets mad at me when i take photos of her out of random oh i get very angry but at that moment she doesn't see what i see as the the person behind the camera yeah the moment i'm seeing at that moment is what i feel at that moment i do that all the time i take pictures of my friends like when they're not paying attention and like i mean obviously i take my phone out and then they they see me but i think about it in the moment because in my head as a photographer and people who are like visually creative think about things from the point of view like I feel like they would really like to see themselves in this moment later because they look really happy. Because there's another thing that I, I saw on TikTok that I actually loved. There's We see a lot of things, things on TikTok, TikTok. But this girl was like, pictures of me smiling versus um, pictures, or wait, how did she say that? It was like... Pictures of me smiling versus pictures of me happy? No. Pictures I'm smiling in versus pictures of me smiling. smiling. Yeah, that's what it was. Because... A picture of you smiling, it's like, okay, I actually, I'm right now, I'm working as a yearbook photographer, like, taking, you know, yearbook photos, like, picture day, and every day, you know, every time a kid comes up, all right, sit there, all right, everyone look, like, look at this way at the camera, whatever, smile, big smile, and, like, there's a difference between, and then once, like, I'll say something, I'll tell them a joke, ask them a question, compliment them, and then they'll start laughing, and then their laughing smile is this big, vibrant, beautiful smile on every single kid, and it's so different from their, okay, say cheese, so they actually trained us as photographers to know what to say, and, like, different talking points and things that we can do to get the the kids or the people you're taking pictures of to feel comfortable and to be relaxed and to laugh so that you can get their real smile so you're getting a photo of them smiling and not a photo or not them wait how did I say that before you're taking I don't even know what I said you you don't want someone who's like smiling because it's you're told to be smiling, right. rather smile in the moment. Right, because, yeah. I mean, we all know that, right? You guys have experienced that, I'm sure, where it's like your mom's like, okay, smile, cheese, say puppies, something like that. Like, <laughs> like, and then you're just kind of like, cheese. I know, my mom says say puppies, it is pretty funny. <laughs> that, well, yes, yes. When your mom says say puppies, I definitely start laughing. There is a lyrics that I used to write. I used to write lyrics, too, in poems, and there was one part that I thought of is like a smile if you're forced to smile it's a mirage and so like if you think about it you're in the desert and you're in the middle of nowhere you're gonna be mir- thinking about oh, I need water or oh, I need this and you're gonna have these mirages that are gonna happen like there's a water there's this lake but it's not really there it's not in the moment where you are you're in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. but it's just like a smile it's a mirage if it's forced yeah if you're living in the moment you're smiling yeah that involves growth 
-hmm. And growth, it's not going to be, you know, all of a sudden, it's going to be through growth. And it's not going to be, you don't want to force the growth. You want the growth to be gradual. The seed doesn't grow in one day. The seed yeah. grows within a year, five years, six years, ten. Yeah, have you guys ever tried to grow an avocado from the seed? Like, I tried to do that. I literally, it took like a long time before it started sprouting. Uh, I can't say anything because my mom got mad at me. So I took, a, I took two different avocado seeds. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one. I think one. I did it wrong. So, I know I did it wrong. So I peeled part of it on one of them and stuck a little hole like you're, that I told you to. And I put it in water. The one I decided, I don't give two fucks, put it in a, in a pot of soil. Mm-hmm. They both grew. But one grew faster than the other, which was the potting soil and not the one in the jar of water. Interesting. Because you damaged the seed. Interesting. You can peel the seed, but don't make a hole in it. I just peeled a little bit on the other one to pull the fact that you don't need to injure the avocado seed for it to grow. Yeah, it can peel. That is such an interesting testament to, like, people, too. Because it's like we are always, like, like hurting ourselves thinking, like, okay, I'm going to work myself to death because that's what's going to make me grow. Incorrect. Not correct. Like, people used to get on to me all the time because I am the kind of person that works until I literally run myself into the ground. Like, I will work and work and work and barely even sleep and stack my schedule as full as I possibly can because I feel like if I'm not doing something, then I, f- like, I feel then like you're I'm not failing. Doing enough. Yeah, exactly. And, like, sometimes I'll go through phases where I don't want to do anything at all. But, you know, it depends on the day. But people would get mad at me all the time because I would run myself into the ground. I was always beating myself up. You know, like, you tear the avocado seed apart and, like, you punctured hold in it and put it in the water like the directions told you to do, like society tells us to do. You work, 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 literally kill yourself. And I wasn't feeling like I was growing. I was feeling like I was burnt out. I was feeling like I was dying. I was feeling like I didn't want to keep doing the thing that I was so passionate about prior to. Mm -hmm. So... You, like, don't treat yourself like the avocado seed. Don't listen to the instructions. Absolutely. Sometimes it's okay to peel yourself because that's part peel. of growth. She's saying peel. <laughs> Thank you. English is my second language. Thank you guys for coming to my TED Talk right now. Which is <laughs> very, very, And this is over a podcast, so I want to make sure everything. Peel yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because, and that's okay. Sometimes you have to shed layers. To uh, grow. I yes. mean, think about yeah. it. If you want to grow an onion itself, you peel the layers. You mm-hmm. take parts of it off and leave the root right. so that it can regrow again. Right. So as long as you have a, you made yourself a good foundation for yourself, mm-hmm. like the roots of an onion, and mm-hmm. allow yourself, maybe it's okay to peel this and this and this and this off mm-hmm. because I know for sure that's what's going to make me grow, not because yeah. someone else told me so, mm-hmm. because I made myself realize this part of me is what's harmed me myself. Right, exactly. and I need to shed that piece of me, and yeah. that is okay. Whether that is ideology, whether that are toxic people in your life, whether those are toxic habits, whatever it is, it is okay to let things go. Not The person you are right now listening to this podcast may not be the person you are next week. Actually, that's kind of our goal, is that like as you listen to this, you grow, you implement different things, mm-hmm. and each and every single day we wake up, we're different people. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal that is where we want to be in life to where we're constantly grow mm-hmm. embracing new things adding growing on to ourselves growing through the cracks literally growing through the hard things the way that wildflowers grow through pave like through the cracks in the pavement like or weeds weeds through the growth of the cracks and yeah we yeah. don't like weeds but why pull them out if think about it in the bible they also talked about 
the mustard seed. Mm -hmm. That one grows. It's small as seed possible, but it grows into this giant tree. Mm -hmm. But it can, it also, when it sprouts, it looks just like a weed. So mm -hmm. can you distinguish a weed from a mustard seed? No. In life, you can grow whatever, however you like to grow. You don't have to be a specific plant. Yeah. You can grow through cracks. You can grow through, I don't know, rocks, trees itself, or even a roof. Wherever you start, yeah. you just can, grow. The point is you can grow through hard things. You can grow through anything. You know, like, plants do it. You can do it, too. And plants are soft. Think about that. Like, the stems of, of a flower or... Fragile. Or, yeah, or, or weeds or any kind of plant. Like, they're they're soft. They're fragile. They break easily. You can snap them like a twig. Like, less than a twig, really, because they're, you know, like... They're, they're fragile and they're beautiful. And still, they grow through the hardest substance possible. Cement. Literally, mm -hmm. flowers grow through cement. So, you can too. And that's the whole point of this podcast. That's the whole, our whole goal is to show you guys that you can and you will. You will. Not you can. You are. You are currently growing through the things. And you're going to keep growing through the things. As long as you want to because once you start getting into that victim mentality and you start getting down on yourself and doubting yourself and beating yourself up and working yourself into the ground and you know putting holes in yourself like the avocado seed that didn't want to grow like you're that's that is when you don't grow that's when you don't succeed is when you get when you're hard on yourself and you don't want to you know but if you want something enough you'll get it no matter what Absolutely, as long as you're willing to put in the work. But as a just reminder of this entire podcast, please, while you are in whatever place you are, if you're questioning whether the career path you want is that way, whether it's school or anything else going on, please remember to be patient with yourself, be kind to yourself, and accept that this is where you are at. And it is okay to be there as long as you're putting in the work to continue fighting for yourself, not against yourself. Mm -hmm. And be okay and accepting of the evolution of who you are. Because who you are today is not who you're going to be tomorrow or in a month or in a year or in five years. Or who you were a year ago or ten years ago or whatever. You know, like, we're constantly changing, we're constantly growing, and that's okay. And you have to accept each stage of that growth. I mean, you can't always drive with looking at the rear view mirror. You have to drive yeah, looking forward. Exactly. That's a really good one. And so also in life itself, I lived in a life where when I was in high school, I dressed the way my mom told me. I dressed the way my mom told me to live. My mom told me this is how to live. This is how to be. And that's exactly how I did through high school. I kept to myself. I did everything she told me. I went and got to school. I did everything she had asked me. But was I truly myself? No. I was doing what she had told me. I was pleasing who? Her. I wasn't pleasing myself. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if you want to live your life, live this, your life according to you, the only person you're going to please and should be pleasing is yourself. And the one that's going to get hurt out of it if you don't is yourself. So live the life to the fullest of you. Yep. Absolutely. But yeah, I think that pretty much sums up today's episode, you know, is... The stages of growth you're in is is more than acceptable, and don't beat up on yourself for it. Be accepting of yourself. Love yourself. You know, like, 
Self-love. You're pretty great. You are. At least we think so. You are great. We do think so. And we are so glad that you chose to tune in today. And we really hope that you could resonate with at least one of us or at least part of this podcast or was able to take something out of this and, and feel like you learned something or can take something away and feel maybe a little bit better about a situation that you're in or maybe a little bit confident because that is our whole goal is to help you guys. So thank you for tuning into our episode today. Again, I am Mina. I'm Ashley. And I'm Lily. And remember, guys, make make good good choices. choices.